Three minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. As always, I'd love to hear from you. Give me a ring, 089-110-3377. Now, we are going to continue taking a look at SAA. It's certainly going to take up the bulk of our conversations in this hour, and uh, rightfully so, because it certainly is one of the big stories of the day. Uh, the creditors meeting, or a meeting of the creditors uh, unanimously, and when I say unanimously, I mean more than 75%, more than three quarters, of uh, the creditors who were eligible to vote on this business rescue plan, uh, giving it the go-ahead. And uh, Debo Khotswane was at that meeting, or certainly followed some of the developments uh, that came out of that meeting rather closely. Debo good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Ian. Thank you for having me. Debo let's maybe start off here, I guess, uh, uh, in the context of the Companies Act and uh, uh, the unfolding processes at SAA. Uh, how, why was this particular meeting important, and in particular, why was the decision uh, to uh, give this uh, a business rescue plan, the green light, so important? So in terms of the Companies Act, um, in order for a business rescue plan to be adopted as well as implemented um, by a company that's under business rescue, 75% or more of the creditors need to vote and approve um, the plan. Otherwise, um, the airline or the company will face the possibility of being liquidated. So the importance of this was to avoid liquidation and avoid a situation where all the workers at SAA would lose their jobs under liquidation and most of the creditors um, that are due to receive um, their money from SAA will receive less under the context of a liquidation or even nothing under the context of a liquidation as opposed to a success, uh, the context of a successful business rescue. Mm-hmm. And uh, today's meeting, I mean, uh, you know, many of our listeners would have heard Mark was saying just over 60% or so of uh, the uh, outstanding debt held by some of our banks and uh, a lot of that uh, being debt that is guaranteed by the South African mm. government. Um, I, was it a foregone conclusion that they would give this deal the green light? And more importantly, does that mean that I guess they voted now for whatever new airline might rise from the ashes? Um, well, a foregone conclusion, I, I, a 65% margin really does say that, you know, you will have a vast majority of people who won't necessarily be affected by the negative consequences, particularly the financial negative consequences of adopting this rescue plan, they would definitely not see a problem with approving the plan. And with government giving also their commitment towards um, funding the plan or or finding the necessary money that is needed in order to find the plan, there was nothing discouraging them from adopting the plan. And when you compare sort of the margin... Um, to when you compare the margins to um, adopt the current amendments to the plan, there were about 88% of the creditors voted in favor of that, and then 86% of the creditors voted in favor of the plan itself. When you compare that to the first creditors meeting, where just around a 60% or just over 60% of the creditors voted for the postponement of that meeting, it does show that, you know, there is um, more of a push towards finalizing um, this rescue process and beginning the work of restructuring the airline, particularly from the people who have um, the most interest in doing so. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess from a workforce perspective, uh, uh, what do you make? I mean, a lot of people suggesting that... Uh, um, uh, there's been agreement, yes, on the part of the unions, but it's certainly going to mean something entirely dif- different from a headcount perspective. Uh, nearly 80% of a cut there in their workforce and only about 1,000 
who are also going to be on the trainee uh, layoff scheme, which was, I guess, one of the more contentious elements of this. What, what do you make of that? Uh, and I guess uh, the prospects of this new airline in a context where margins are already paper thin and uh, uh, the aviation sector across the world is already reeling from the impact of COVID-19. Well, when I'm in the one, so 2,000 workers will be retained at SAA as opposed to the initial 1,000 that was outlined. But one yes. of the loopholes I think that assists government in terms of the of, of assists government in terms of the salary wage bill or the salary burden that they would have to take on within the new and restructured SAA is that the twelve the one thousand workers, the one thousand additional workers that will be retrained will be placed on a training layoff scheme. And they will not be entitled to a salary coming from SAA beyond just having um about four thousand six hundred and fifty being paid for the medical aid, um, pension and such things. A basic security package of such. So in that twelve months SAA does not have that financial burden and if um, the global aviation industry doesn't pick up um, within the requisite time that the training layoff scheme is supposed to be in place for that 12 months. These workers aren't entitled to come back to the airline and find positions at the airline. They then will be given um, voluntary savings packages, much like the 2,700 workers that will be retrained at this moment. So mm-hmm. there is sort of a loophole that that ensures that FAA is not given um, a, a wage a wage burden in the in, in this new restructured airline and can try and build sort of like a sustainable and viable and competitive mm-hmm. airline mm-hmm. in a COVID nineteen environment. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, I mean, we saw over the weekend and certainly over the last few Sundays or so. Uh, I sometimes try, try and read the auction section of the Sunday papers uh, uh, just to see, you know, if it can't find any nice deals there. And uh, if uh, many of our people did, they would have seen SA Express, which is one of the subsidiaries of SAA, selling, Mm. uh, I guess, parts of the business or or the business in toto, uh, and even some of the assets uh, of the entity. uh, And many people were expecting that uh, SAA would follow the same path. But we do know whatever comes out is certainly not going to be the large behemoth that we know uh, that had many subsidiary businesses under it. Uh, uh, just give us a sense maybe of, um, from what you've seen, what kind of airline or aviation business is likely to emerge from here, uh, which uh, we already know now, uh, certainly has a new interim leader, uh, Philip Saunders, who was uh, chief operating officer, getting a promotion and now uh, mm. in an interim role as the CEO. But what kind of, I guess, machine is he going to be at the helm of? Well, what we know now is that SAA, um, or SAA Group rather, will keep the subsidiaries that are currently um, underneath it. This includes um, SAA Technical, A-Shifts, etc. Um, and these will also, both SAA Restructured and, SAA and, and those subsidiaries um, will either partner up with a strategic equity partner, which government is speaking about at the moment, or... or and not necessarily a strategic equity partner in order to take ownership of the airline, but also in order to partner up in, in certain um, operations of the airline. Um, in the first eight months of the airline starting up, we know that they will only be running domestic routes, um, and they will be running quite a thin. Um, they will be running a thin fleet in order to ensure that they keep the margins down um, mm-hmm. while um, there's been a slow recovery in the aviation industry. Um, but as much as in terms of whether or not SAA will be able to grow back into the payoff that it was 
beyond um, the business review process that still remains to be seen. Um, but there is, there does seem to be the kind of, um, with the kind of ambition from government side in order to ensure that the national yeah. carrier can return to its former glory. Hey, let's hope. I mean, let's hope Debo will have to leave it there. Let's certainly hope that the Treasury comes to the party. Uh, because you're right, I mean, Cabinet has come and uh, supported uh, the vision of a sustainable SAA. But uh, we'll have to yeah. leave it there. Debo Khotswane, journalist with Money Web, always a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you.